This is a Cortez Currents news update. When the chum salmon returned to Cortez Island four years ago, they entered every creek. Approximately 1,050 swam up Basil Creek this year, but the numbers were much lower everywhere else. In James Creek, 26. Hanson's Creek, 16. Manson's Lagoon Creek, 2. Chris's Lagoon, below Sprungman's Pond, 5. In Whaletown Creek, a very disappointing 0. Despite the disappointing returns, streamkeeper Cease Robinson describes 2020 as a year in which steps were taken to ensure future Cortez Island chum runs. The reason that there's a decent run in, in Basel is because there, there ought to have been. We had a big, big run, biggest in many years, four, uh, four years ago. So we were expecting a good return, and that happened, but only in Basel, as you say. Talking to Department of Fisheries about that quite a bit, and that's been the same experience all up and down the coast. Some runs were very strong, individual streams, and some were just missing. And um, it's a big question as to just exactly why. Their best thinking, in some circles at least within DFO, is that it's ocean temperature, that warm water problem in the North Pacific. A few years ago it was called the blob, but apparently it's become far more intense and bigger and just seems to be established now. They're referring it to it now as, as a, a heat wave as opposed to the blob. And apparently it has fairly clearly defined boundaries so that you travel just a short distance and you move very quickly from normal temperature water to excessively warm water. So it could just be that the various different groups of fish to different runs maybe their fate is sealed by whether or not they got tangled up in that hot water i don't know it's just, just theories but certainly on cortez as you know there was a great run on basil and literally nothing at Welltown creek there was a couple of fish seen in the lagoon but they didn't show up in the creek and the others hanson creek and and james uh, had a dozen fish each or whatever it was so very disappointing. Is it possible that the big numbers for Basil Creek are a result of the extensive salmon enhancement that Sean Wong and his crew carried out there in 2017? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> no reason to expect that. The, the work that he did was carried out at Basil Creek and then essentially duplicated for Whaletown Creek. So there you've got the two extremes. I mean, Basel had a great return and uh, Whaletown, the other place that had the work done, had nothing. Whaletown didn't have those deep pools and salmon enhancements that they did at uh, Basel Creek. Isn't that right? Yes, I agree there. The difference being that Whaletown Creek didn't need it. Basel Creek, particularly below the road where that work happened, it had been 
kind of straightened out. I think they refer to it as channelized over the years. So it didn't really have a heck of a lot of curves and bends and hiding spots and pools left in it really. But Whaletown Creek's pretty darn good that way. It's just not been affected by human activity in the same way. Tell us about the two incubation boxes you just put into Whaletown Creek. Well, the good news there is that we've got 40,000 chum eggs in that creek right now in two separate incubation boxes. Streamkeepers working through foci has been able to acquire two incubation boxes. So the huge advantage there is that the the eggs develop in that stream and hopefully when those little fish go out, they've completely imprinted on that stream and there's pretty good certainty they're coming home again. If they survive, they're not going anywhere else but there. As opposed to hatchery fish, they develop in the hatchery, then they grow outside in a trough for a while, but then they're released into the stream and they're gone, like within two weeks at the most, they're, they're gone to sea. They don't stay on the stream at all. So it's a question mark in my mind as to how well they imprint on that stream and how capable they are of coming home again. So, so to actually incubate the eggs directly in the stream is, I think, much better. The survival rate is great. We actually had permission from BFO only to put the eggs in Basel Creek this year because uh, you need to get a permit every year from Department of Fisheries for any any activities like that. But we had a good return in Basel and nothing in Whaletown Creek. And um, I was amazed that DFO was capable of changing direction so quickly and I'm very grateful they did. We, we made a request to put all the eggs into Whaletown Creek because that's the stream that needs the help. And I didn't think we'd get the permission on short notice, but they did. And uh, they gave it to us. I think credit certainly goes to Dave Ewart, is working with us, with the stream keepers here, and he's working for DFO. So I think he was instrumental in. So what do you see going forward? I guess going forward on my wish list, couple of things. We dream keepers have got two incubation boxes and we actually own a third one which got lent out to some other location on Vancouver Island this year which is fine because we, we didn't have enough eggs maybe to use it but we but with that one we've got three boxes and I'm hoping over the course of the next couple of months to get permission from Department of Fisheries to use all three boxes next year, ideally one in each creek. So one in Whaletown, one in Basel, and get one into James Creek, because there was only those 10 or 12 fish there this year too. And there should be lots more fish. And besides, we've put a great deal of effort into putting some spawning gravel in there. And that project still is to be completed. So if we could get a a box of eggs in those three streams next year. I would be delighted. I know that fisheries is on side for seeing if we can actually glean the eggs from Quartown salmon. So if there if there were a strong enough return in Basel Creek, then they would allow us to actually take eggs, raise eggs from fish that actually came in here. Right now we've used eggs that have been 
come to us through Kalahoos by Kalahaman uh, uh, and over in Lund, in the hatchery there. So fisheries has determined that they're genetically the same, but it would still be preferable to use our own fish for, for our own stock. So hopefully we can do that, take eggs from our own fish next fall, raise them in the Cluse hatchery and put them in three different boxes in three different creeks next year. That's what I'd like. So do you think we'll have a better run next year? Oh, well, it's, it's impossible to know what to say, Roy. The next year is the fourth year cycle from when we released the first chum, but from the first, the first time in recent years that the Clahoos Hatchery raised chum salmon was three years ago right now. So next year will be the fourth. So we released, I think it was 30,000, as I recall, little chum in Basel Creek, which are due home next year. So we'll see what their survival is. And as for Welltown Creek and the others, which did so poorly this year, even on any old average year, it ought to be better next year than this year. But, but who knows? Because we don't know, we honestly don't understand what's happening. You've been listening to an interview with Cortez Island streamkeeper Cease Robinson about the future of chum runs on Cortez Island. He described the good run in Basil Creek and the extremely poor runs in James, Hansen, Manson's Lagoon, and Whaletown Creeks. Some experts within the Department of Fisheries say this is a phenomenon happening throughout the West Coast. They believe the poor runs are made up of survivors from a new marine heat wave similar to the blob that disrupted the West Coast marine ecosystem and depressed salmon runs five years ago. Cease talked about the streamkeeper's new incubation boxes and plans to restock Whaletown, James, and Basil Creeks next year. The interview ended on another positive note, because next year, the first of 30,000 chum raised in a hatchery will be returning to Basil Creek.